Hi, I'm Gina Brandolino, and this is The Patsy Tapes, a podcast devoted to the stories, wit and wisdom, and life experiences of my mom, Patricia Partak-Ketlar, better known to her friends and family as Patsy, and to me as Ma. Patsy is interesting, hilarious, deep, occasionally spooky, and has a flair for the dramatic, and I should know I've spent my whole life listening to her. This episode is about Patsy's work as a hairstylist. That's one of the current terms for her longtime profession, but more often growing up in the 1970s and 1980s, I heard her call herself and her co-workers hairdressers. So that's what I always say when I talk about my mom's profession. When my mom was in beauty school in the 1960s, the common way to refer to people in the business was as beauty operators, which sounds almost medical. And that's no accident. And actually, when I started doing hair, we had to wear white uniforms like a nurse. We had to wear white shoes. You know, they said that going to beauty school back then was to one year of nurses training because you learned a lot about the muscles and about the neck. My mom graduated from beauty school in 1965 when she was 16 years old. She did hair for 42 years retiring when she was 58 because she had developed carpal tunnel and arthritis in both her wrists. She loved doing hair and her clients, and it was an emotional topic for her to talk about because of all the good memories she has. Stop crying. It's okay, you can cry. There's crying on this podcast. My mom's a crier, always has been. I should also say I had the pleasure of recording the material for this episode in person while my mom was in town for a visit. Usually we have to make do with talking from a distance. But back to beauty operating. This episode focuses on the very first shop my mom worked in and the one she worked in the longest. It was called Stellmars, and in the 1960s, it was one of the two most elite salons in my hometown of Joliet, Illinois. It was owned by two women. Mary Sciotti and Stella Tonelli. That's why it's called Stelmar, Mary and Stella. My mom's sister, Sylvia, who's 18 months older than she is, worked for Stella and Mary first and helped my mom get her job. I went in for an interview and had to do Mary's hair, and they hired, hired me. And You had to do Mary's hair? Yes. Wow. Well, Mary was super intimidating to me as a kid. She was one of the first women I met who wore business suits and was really formal in her demeanor in a way that I wasn't used to as a working class kid. This is a very interesting story because my sister bought a mannequin, the same color hair as Mary's, and she had me do it like 17 times so I wouldn't know exactly how to do Mary's hair. Okay, so... And a pagette. It was called a pagette in 1960. A pagette? Mm -hmm. What's a pagette? A pagette would be when you back home the hair... And you put a side bang, and then you put clips above the, your ear and kind of made like a swirl around their chin. So at just 16 years old, Patsy landed a great job and started leading basically a double life. High school student by day, beauty operator by night. In the morning, I would get on the bus at quarter to six in front of the tavern. My mom grew up in the house behind the tavern her parents owned and operated. You can learn more about this in episode one. I take a bus downtown, change buses, get on another bus, and go to St. Francis Academy with my white uniform for high school. 
I wore my uniform to high school. I brought my white uniform in my beauty case. I had like school books and a beauty case. So then the bus would drop me off at Stelmar's after school. Uh -huh. And I would um, work and then my father would pick me up. So changed like two uniforms in a day and it was quite fun. Fun, but also formative. It turns out being able to manage multiple situations simultaneously was a big part of my mom's professional life. It's because Mary always taught us the way to make money is not to do one person an hour. You do four at a time. You have help here. We have shampoo girls. You can have an assistant if you want. So I had a perm going. I had a highlighting. I was doing a haircut and someone was under the dryer. So why do you think they don't do that anymore? I don't so know. Because I was shocked when I go to the salon. And Mary, who does my hair? That's not Mary, my mom's boss from years ago. It's actually her current hairstylist. Usually has one client going. Yeah. And then she goes in the back room. But she does do fake eyelashes on the side when I'm processing. Back to Mary from years ago now. That Mary ran a tight ship all the way around. Mary, Mary would not let us chew gum on the floor, so she'd come and walk over and she's like, you could um, go in the back and put your gum in a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> but she was also protective of her employees. There was a woman came in who was never happy. Never happy. And she would complain about this hairdresser or that hairdresser. And finally, um, Mary said to her when she was done with her hairstyle, your hairdo is free today. Um, it's on the house. And she's like, it's not my birthday. Why are you doing this? And she says, because you're not coming back. Evidently, we can't make you happy. And she's like, I don't know what you mean. She's like, you know, just go. And Mary was very tactful. She always took care of her hairdressers. There was one time, though, Mary's business sense seemed to get on the wrong side of my mom, or maybe more accurately, of her dad, which is to say my grandpa. I'd never heard this story before my mom told it to me for this episode. It happened after my mom got her driver's license and also her first car so she could drive herself to school and work. Or she could on most days, anyway. In 1967, we had a huge snowstorm. Huge! So the snow's piling up, and I'm like looking outside, and I'm like, it's quarter to six, I'm not going to be done till eight o'clock. You're at work? I was at work. Mm -hmm. had my little convertible rambler, and all of a sudden... Like, no men came into our salon. When Mary's husband would come in to change the softener, salt, or do something, like, he'd sneak in the back door. It was completely a woman's salon. So I walk up in front, and my dad's standing there. And this is really funny, because Mary was kind of flirting with my dad. She walked around the desk in little high heels and tights, business suit. Oh, I finally get to meet you, Mr. Partek. And I'm like, Dad, what are you doing here? And my dad said, well... Pat, you know, I got to dig you out. He's like, you're not going to get home. I'm like, okay. So he brought his snow shovel and did my car out and a few other cars. And Mary said, well, actually, what I was going to do is just have the girls come home with me and they could come back to work tomorrow. <laughs> and my, you know what my father said? Patsy has her own bed. This kind of helps make up for his I guess we'll keep her comment, which I mentioned in episode one. It's also clear that my grandpa was very proud of my mom becoming a hairdresser and establishing herself in a good trade. 
and he wanted to help her make the best use of her early years working to get a good start. Back then, a haircut was $6, so I made $3 plus a tip. So this was, you'd find this is another thing I never appreciated. When I came home and I had my check, my dad would say, you, you keep your tips, I take your check. And he would put it in the bank, and he'd show me the bank book. And I got married when I was 20. And the day of my wedding, my dad handed me a $5,000 check. That was all the money you made? That was my savings. From 16 to 20? At $3 a haircut. That was a lot of money. That was a lot of haircuts. A lot of haircuts. And a lot more haircuts were yet to come at that point. My mom worked seven years before I was born, then went back to work, but not at Stelmars. When you were nine months old, that fall I started working at Ken's. Ken's was another elite hair salon in the next town over, Rockdale. I went back to Stelmars, and Stella and Mary, that would be right, Stella and Mary said they didn't have room for me, but they would gladly hire me back. They just did, they did not have room for another hairdresser. So then I worked at Ken's and I got pregnant with Amy. Amy's my sister. She's five years younger than me. Seventy. She was born in 77. And then after I hit Amy, I went back to Stelmars. Because they had room for you. Did they call you or did you call them? I called them. And it was so funny because your dad was working afternoons. We had it all figured My dad, who's called Sam, worked for Caterpillar Tractor in the factory. And I started, she wanted me to start on Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving of 79, because Amy was two when I went back to work. Who the f*** was getting their hair done on Thanksgiving? No, around that holiday. Oh, okay. Like, we want you here for the Thanksgiving holiday. Okay, here's the... So you're going to tell me how you guys had it all figured out? Wait. So I, I was scheduled to go back. She had my hours all set up, how I was going to work. Three mornings a week, Sam was with the kids. I'd be done by two or three so he can go home. So he can go to work. I can go home. In that time frame, by the time she hired me, Sam came home and said, I'm going on days. I'm like, you can't. He's like, I have to. I'm like, you can't. I called Mary and I said, I can't work, Mary, I'm sorry. My husband's going on days. I don't have a sitter. My baby's, you know, I got two kids. And she's like, try it. That's how Mary was the businesswoman. She's like, try it, Pat. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You're already in grade school, so I didn't have to worry about you during the morning hours. What I would do is, like, I would drop Amy off at Grandma Lynn Dutch a little bit or in Grandma Dorothy's. Grandma Lynn Dutch was my dad's mom, my Italian grandma. Grandma Dorothy was the nice older lady who lived across the street from us. And don't you remember you would walk home from Cheney and Amy would be there already and Dad or I would come and get you? Yeah. Cheney was my grade school. It was really close to Grandma Lynn Dutch's house. So, yeah, and then they hired me back and I stayed at Stelmar until they closed in 85. My mom went on to work in a couple more shops, but Stelmars has a special place in her heart and the hearts of my sister and me. And even though my folks are divorced now, even my dad 
because Stone Mars was a big part of all of our lives. And it was the way my mom helped support us. And also, she loved it there. And you know what? I was so privileged. Like, I did lawyers' wives. I did um, restaurant owners' wives. I did, I did doctors' wives. And then I did the stay-at-home housewife. Or, you know, a young mother came in who didn't have much and like, can you cut my hair? And it was just like neat. Sometimes when I was a kid, for one reason or another, I'd be with my mom at Stelmar's for a bit while she was finishing up work. I'd get to sit in one of the vacant hair dryers, and I'd be very quiet and try to keep out of Mary's way. And I would watch and listen as my mom and the other hairdressers worked and talked to their clients. I remember admiring them. They were good at what they did, and they obviously loved it. The Patsy Tapes are created by me, Gina Brandolino, in collaboration with my mom, Patsy Ketlar. Music for this episode includes About That Oldie by Vibe Tracks and Summit by Johnny Easton. Thanks to my podcasting guru, Pam Lack of San Diego State University, and thanks to you for listening. <laughs>